Welcome to the More Than Just Dumbbells podcast. My name is Jason Lindsay. And my name is Kitty Truax. Welcome back. Super excited that you tuned in today. Delighted that you're going to listen to this podcast. Our, our super special guest is a name you may have not heard before. What's his name? John McLernan. McLovin. No, McLo- Mc- McLernan. McLernan. John McLernan. I hope we'll be McLernan a lot from him today. And, you know, John Mc... We get guests many different ways. Yeah. We've get... This uh, is a great one. We get John, uh, Ryan Tedder from One Republic <laughs> because his personal <laughs> trainer reached out to me and said... Ryan loves would love some power blocks, you know, and next thing you know, we're talking and, you know, that kind of thing. So get him next on. Next thing well, you know. Well, he give us 20 minutes of his time because he seems like a fascinating guy, right? So that's cool. I was diving deep on him already. I'm looking forward to it. Other guests reach out to us through podcast.powerblock.com or I do a lot of reaching out and saying, would you like to come on the show? And we do have a lot, a lot, a, a lot, a lot too. of fitness professionals. Yeah. And that is, I think it's fair to say that's a theme. Which is, you know, people like, what's her name from Colorado? Hannah Bauer, sorry. Right? Hannah Bauer. Hannah Bauer. Who does fitness challenges, who's a, who's a personal trainer, who helps Jamie people. Jamie Laffler. Jamie Laffler. Barry Vincent. There a you, lot of cool people. Rich Thaw goes on and on. Yes. And, the, and we'll continue to have those, but we'd like to mix in some other people. In this case, John McLernan is, I found him through like a website where, or like, like, like I got this email list, you know. Podmatch.com Podmatch. so or something. For guests. And, yeah. And, and we, we're not at a point where we have a problem lining up guests, but I'm always, I, would, I never want to be. So I, I'm reaching out to make sure we have. I like and your I, style. I saw this guy and he was, he had lost a lot of weight recently, or I don't know, a few years. We'll, we'll ask him all these questions, but I love those stories. And I think our listeners will as well, because I think they can, they can glean something from a story like that. Kind of similar to my story at powerblock.com. Absolutely. Those, uh, when I read those on Thursdays. But uh, yeah. To know so, you're not alone and it can be done. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with, you know, with. Because you have to start somewhere. Everyone does. Well, let me, I mean, I was about to say there's nothing wrong with being fat. There's all kinds of things wrong with being fat. Let's make sure we understand that. This isn't, this isn't, you're not going to, from Jason, you're not going to get love for, uh, you, you look, you, oh, you should eat more and you're, you're happy and healthy. No. If you're fine with yourself being 100 pounds overweight and you don't have health issues, then go. Then then I'm all for it. But that's not the case. That's never the case. Happy with yourself? Maybe. Maybe you fool yourself. Maybe or maybe you generally are. But can you really go through life without health issues, Kitty? Being 100 pounds overweight. What do you think? I think there's definitely going to be something that's going to catch up with you eventually. Yeah. Catch up mustard. Yeah. Yep. How many 300 pound people live to be 85? I don't know many 300 pound people, but I don't know any that have lived to 85. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm uh, I'm excited for this guest. Anything else you're excited for going on in the in the? Well, we should mention PowerBlock is is our sponsor. Super po- sweet sponsor. PowerBlock.com. It is. It's. It, it. Well, there's many things I love about PowerBlock, and I use PowerBlocks. As but, do I. But from a marketing standpoint, it's so easy to explain. You know, two square feet of space. You get twenty some dumbbells, a thousand pounds of dumbbells for a you know for a fraction of the cost, and they're super cool looking. Yeah, you, it's like a you, weight stack. You, you're like a power block bobo. You got multiple power I, blocks. I do. I have a kettlebell. I have a bobo. Ooh, I'll take that as a compliment. It Thank is. you. <laughs> yes, I do. Once I once I dove into power block, I didn't look back. Yeah. Yeah. You wonder what you did without power block. It, kind of. You had you heard of right, power actually. block before? No. Uh, yeah. the, the actually, it's crazy. So a gentleman that I know that we work with in the studio, we make music with him. He grew up in Owatonna, and he knows the original people that created power blocks. And once I found this, you know, yeah. whole whole shebang that we are here with the podcast, he's like, oh yeah, I know those people. So it immediately connected, but I'd never heard of the, the company. This little- And this, now I'm yeah, blown away. This little company in this little town. Grateful it's and from I grew Minnesota. Up, I grew up in an even smaller town south of Owatonna, 17 miles. 
and and, and never heard of power block yeah. until until recently um and so we're out here now as a sponsor of this you know for power block more than just dumbbells helping you know high fives change lives good vibes you know it right and helping uh helping and a pe- lot of our guests helping are more kind of people on that learn too. about power block and learn about ways in which they can help themselves become better versions of themselves yeah so it's super exciting it's and john a, mclernan's all about that it's, it's a great company to be to be part of and you're part of power block even just by listening you're part of power block right but you're part of power block you follow us on facebook and instagram Become a part of our email list. Become a part of, yeah, subscribe. Go to the Absolutely. website and subscribe. And, that's probably the number and, one and, thing we should and, do. And real quick on that, because that's something else I do for the company, is that's really cool because you're going to get hit once every couple of weeks with, hey, here's a product you might be interested. But we're not hard sellers here, right? A lot of the time, but they don't even know you have the, those The products. other five emails through those two weeks are going to be, hey, here's here's a podcast where Kitty talks about this, or here's a, a rad blog. Here's a blog post yep. where you know that you might be interested in the top, top five ways. Yeah, we got recipe stuff coming. So, in you know, we're not a, we're not offended if you don't read everything that you get. We know that you're busy, and we won't even be offended but if you unsubscribe. But we'll be disappointed if you unsubscribe. Sure. No, I'm just kidding. Do what you got to do. So, hey, what do you think? Should we get John on the phone? I'm looking forward to talking to him. A lot, actually. It's not necessarily all about fitness. This is about nutrition. We'll uh, do, Stay a li- tuned. do a little station identification, and we'll be back with John McLernan. All right. You're listening to the More Than Just Dumbbells podcast, sponsored by PowerBlock. After the show, head on over to PowerBlock.com and check out the wide variety of adjustable dumbbells. Please, they pay our bills. We would appreciate it. And now, back to the podcast. And we're back, Kitty, and we've got him on the phone. We've got a guy that, well, not, not only is he an English teacher, a marine engineer in the Navy, but he's got one of the more common jobs I've ever heard of, nanotech researcher. John McLernan, how you doing? I'm doing awesome, man. How about you? Welcome. We're living and dreaming, man. We appreciate your time. We think our listeners will enjoy hearing from you. Many questions we have. We won't get to all of them, but we'll get to quite a few, and then we'll have some trivia fun, and then we, maybe we'll get you back on in the future. So uh, we really appreciate you, 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 you joining us on this. I want to start with the well. I want to start with the nanotech researcher. What exactly is that? Well, nan- nano just refers to really, really, really small. So uh, if you think in the metric system, you've got meter, millimeter, micrometer, nanometer. Oh. So one billionth of a meter, essentially. So that's uh, working at the molecular level. It's nanotechnology is sort of making headlines nowadays. Maybe sometimes with conspiracy theorists and things, but just its ability to make these really tiny molecules that can do really cool things. So my work was um, just making blue light emitting um, particles, essentially. So you'd shoot energy at it, and it would emit blue light. So that was the research I was involved in when I was in that field. And where did you do that? Where are you located now? Where are you talking to us from? Okay, so I'm I'm from Red Deer, Alberta, Canada. So about six hours north of Montana, if you were to drive in a straight line. Well, we're in Minnesota, so... Pretty close to you in Canada, eh? No, not not, not close to where he's at. Not close to where he's at. Well, you're 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 close to Regina, probably then, right? Yeah, but that'd be about six hours. And everything's everything's wow. Jesus, but at least if you're in Minnesota, you have an idea of like what Canadian winters are like. Oh, Oh, do we ever? Sure, probably not as harsh, (laughs) but but it's pretty bad. Yeah, you know we're yeah we're Minneapolis. We can go up Winnipeg six hours, but you're out there in a whole other part. But well, that's cool. What I want to segue to is I want to talk about. Well, let's start with this, if you don't mind. Correct us if we're wrong on this, but there's some trauma that you experienced in South Africa that led to major weight gain. Absolutely, yeah. So in, in a nutshell, about 10 years ago, we were living in South Africa working for a not-for-profit, and I was attacked by four men and almost beaten to death. 
And I don't really, we don't have to shine a light on that because uh, I don't want it to be all about that. I'm comfortable talking about it. But what happened was the follow-up from that. So I think I was totally unequipped to deal with trauma. I, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody really is. Many people will turn to drugs or alcohol in that situation. I happen to turn to food. And so I, I started using food as a way of coping with my trauma and, you know, reliving things and going through all the difficult emotions of that. And because of that, it led to a significant amount of weight gain in my life. Yeah, wow. And when was that, John? So that was uh, August 15th, 2011, if you want to get very specific. It's, uh, that, that date has burned into my mind. Mm. Wow. Uh, I was 29 years old and nearly died that night. So You were, you were 29 years old when, when the attack happened, and prior to the attack, or at the time of it, you know, tell, tell us about like your health, your height, weight, your exercise you know, levels. Yeah. Well, I mean, I used to be an athlete, like a basketball, volleyball. I'm I'm six foot. I'd walk around at maybe two uh, thirty. Like I'm I'm a pretty big, like wide guy. I think I'd make a pretty good rugby player. Actually, I was in pretty decent shape, but I I didn't realize how fast, like in a sense, weight gain could actually happen, especially after going through trauma. But over a period of about, I want to say about five five to six months, I gained about a hundred pounds. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, it, it shocks me when I, wow. when I think about it too. Actually. I mean, it's, you know, it's 20 yeah. pounds a month. I mean, it's roughly five, you know, five, six pounds a, a week, something like that, four or five pounds a week. You know, I suppose. Yeah. I and suppose that was all if from binge eating and coping, coping with food? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, you know, like we, the truth is like we have access to all of this incredibly calorie dense food that, you know, if we were trying to engineer a food environment that was that was perfect for helping us store fat for famines. Like we've done it. We, we, we've done it. Right. And so it's, it's hard for people who haven't really experienced something like binge eating. Sometimes it's hard to understand like what, what's really taking place. Cause somebody, an outside observer might look at and go like, what's wrong? Like, doesn't he realize that's not helping him? But to understand that's a logical thought. And this process is taking place in a different part in the brain. And there's an element of kind of feeling out of control and also not really having other solutions. John, did you have, at this time, you know, with the attack, I mean, did you have, and maybe you covered this, but did you have support? Did you, were you married, girlfriend, family? Oh, yeah, I've got a be- beautiful wife. Um, you know, she wasn't attacked, but she saw the aftermath of it. And, you know, that in itself can be traumatizing, just the thought of nearly losing your husband. We have family. My wife's from Australia. We, we flew back to Australia, and I spent some time out there kind of decompressing. I actually got a job on a, on a cotton farm in Australia, kind of in the middle of nowhere. And I think that was a really, in one sense, a healthy way to sort of psychologically decompress. But kind of once a pattern of like eating behavior has really been established, it can become very, very difficult to break. And the other part of it is our bodies are wired for, for storing fat. Like we're, we're beautiful at surviving famine. This is why human beings have been able to live for, you know, we haven't died off in, in thousands of years of food insecurity where we have an abundance of, of food. And it's, and it's so cheap. It's like the cheapest medication we have. And maybe mm-hmm. the other challenge I would just say is is that, you know, let's say you're struggling with alcohol or drugs. Like you don't need those to survive. You could, in a sense, go cold turkey, you know, not accounting for withdrawals. But food is something we, we face every day. And not only do we face it every day, it's a part of our culture. It's like, you know, we use it for celebration. We use it for, for family. We use it for being social, for showing hospitality. Like, we're faced with it every day. And I think that's a part of the struggle that sometimes gets missed as well. 
Well, that makes total sense because I've always said alcohol is probably the hardest when you, when you think of like drugs, right? Because it's social, it's legal, yeah. and it's it's everywhere. You know, you, you drink to mourn, you drink to celebrate, etc. But food's food's in a whole different category yeah. because it's it. Yeah. You, you 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 could go to a sober event, but the, if there's going to be food, food. There's still going to be food. Still donuts, there. yeah, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So it yeah. sounds like you know. So you deal a lot with nutrition and helping people. You yourself are a coach, but it sounds like you use a lot of behavior psychology and therapy like why are we eating the way we eat yes can you touch on that a little bit yeah. for me john yeah i kind of coined this term i call it and maybe i'm not the first to think of it but i call it brain driven weight loss and really it's kind of to acknowledge that yes like what we eat you know hand to mouth and what we do in terms of activity they will influence our weight but those behaviors are being driven by something kind of deeper within us like so we could look at like our psychology, our mindset, our sense of identity, who we see ourselves to be, as well as our, our habits and behaviors. All these things start in the brain. And so if we're really going to get to the, to the root cause of why so many people are struggling with their weight and struggling with weight loss, we need to go beyond, like the diet approach is kind of like this outside in approach. We try to impose a straitjacket on people mm. and human beings have this strong sense of autonomy and independence. And it really you know, gets triggered when we try to impose harsh restrictions, you know, like fad diets, like super restrict, you know, smoothie diets, shake diets, all that kind of stuff. So if we really want to create permanent change, like we have to change who we are, we have to transform our lifestyle. And that actually is an inside out approach. And so if we can help people to understand, I, I like to say all behavior makes sense. And I don't mean that all behavior is good or helpful, but if we can help people understand why the behavior is happening, it's a little bit easier to start creating change as opposed to just trying to force somebody into a particular box. Wow. All behavior well, makes sense. Like it makes sense why you do any sure. behavior if you look at no, it. No, I think that's I think that's, that's awesome. I think that's brilliant and deep but but I wonder, you know, so then the why. So then that that's that's where the rub is. Why? Why yeah. why why do you do that what whatever it is you do? that leads to a bad behavior. Now, as a coach, how do you help people to see the why and then move through the why? Yeah, well, I, I say awareness is the first step to change. And more importantly, I'll, I'll call it compassionate awareness. Bingo. So a lot of our behaviors happen at the subconscious or even unconscious level. So we think, you know, that we, we you know, do everything by conscious choice. We don't. We have many, many habits and beliefs that drive behaviors unconsciously. For example, let's just say you drive from one place to another and you've done that drive many times and you get there and you go, holy crap, like, I don't even remember driving. All How did time. I get here safely? Right. Mm -hmm. That's, that's our, your brain on autopilot. And it does it all the time. And so we have so many of our behaviors that are, that are hurting our health are actually like subconscious or unconscious. And so we have to bring them to our awareness. The, the problem with that is as we become aware of it, we're now confronted with things like maybe our weakness, our struggles, the things that make us imperfect. And depending on our sense of self and how we feel about that, that can really bring up feelings of shame and guilt and mm -hmm. so on. And that's why I put the word compassion in there. Compassion is not a get-out-of-jail-free card, so it's not meant to absolve people of their behaviors, but it's meant to help them understand sort of the humanity of the struggle and that it's okay to, to, to be struggling. And so what I say to clients is, I will never use your struggles as ammunition against you, but we will work to understand why they happen so we can help you to change it. Mm. Because in the conscious part of our brain, that's where the change happens. So John, wow. you don't do the nanotech anymore. You don't. You're not in the. Uh, you're not in the navy anymore. You're a. You're a coach. Is that what you call yourself? <clears throat> That's correct. I mean, I guess technically I'm a nutritionist, but I, I like the idea of coach because I think it encompasses more than just 
I like to say nutrition is the cover story. So people will come to me because they, they, they'd like to lose some weight and they feel, okay, maybe I need a meal plan or something like that. Or basically someone to tell me how to eat. And I'll meet people where they're at and say, okay, this is where you're at. This is where you feel like you need some help. And then we'll do a little bit of digging and we'll, we'll start to, to go a little bit beyond that again, because we live in the age of Google. Like we live in the information age. I don't, I don't possess a secret like that someone couldn't find on Google, but it's, it's the ability to one to kind of understand a person's experience and then help them to see it from another perspective and then give them a piece of information that's really relevant and timely that means that they might actually implement it. So there's there's a bit of a, an art to, to coaching. Obviously, there's an art. Now, when it comes to coaching, who do you feel is the most common demographic or what do you feel is the most common problem that people come to you with? Oh, I would say the most common demographic that comes to me for help would actually be a female is probably in that 30 to 50 age range. And it's, it's kind of funny because I didn't, set out when I became like a nutritionist to work with that particular demographic. It, it might seem a bit unusual for, for a male to, to do that, but they're the ones that are willing to put up their hands and say, I would like some help. Mm. Um, so interestingly, like I would, I think it would actually work really well with men as well. I have a very, you know, I'm very passionate about positive masculinity, but I think men still are afraid or, or they're less likely to put up their hand and say, Hey, I could use some help yeah, over here. I'm help. struggling. Yeah. Yeah. Now, with those women, so we'll, we'll just use the 30 to 50-year-old women range. Sure. What do you feel is the number one thing that they've been told they should do that's actually extremely wrong, that's hindering them the most? Uh, they should go on a diet. Because <laughs> 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 like, really, what is a diet? It says, I will temporarily change my behavior until a certain point, uh-huh. and then I'll return to my old behavior. So like there's an, end, an ending of yeah. the motion. Okay. Yeah. So, so really, I, I like to say that my goal, if I work with somebody, is actually to help them, and they play an active role in this. This is not just me dictating what to do, but to help them reverse engineer their own healthy lifestyle. So it's one that they've had a hand in creating, so they're, they're a lot more likely to stick with it, and it's going to be one that they enjoy. So rather than me dictating, this is what you have to do, it's like we know the fundamental principles of healthy living. It's going to you know, be active probably engage in some form of resistance training, you know, lean protein, quality vegetables, you know, mostly starchy carbohydrates, limit the junk food, manage your stress and get a good amount of sleep. How do we, how do we make that, you know, those principles fit into somebody's life? And so I want my clients to have an active hand in doing that because then they're going to feel empowered versus disempowered Mm -hmm. if I just dictate to them what they're supposed to do. Well said. Yeah, right on. So John, Kind of going back, if you could you know, tell us why you do what you do now and then the, the path and the journey that led you to that, to, to changing careers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why I do it is because I feel like I can't do anything else now. Mm. Um, if I could just put it that way, it feels like a calling, if there ever was one, because I can't unknow what I know. I say it took me six years to lose 100. But if I knew what I know now, I could have done it in a lot shorter window of time. And so I still see, like, there's so many people out there struggling that need help and are still caught up in sort of this really flawed approach that I'm, I'm a 12-week challenge or something like that or a 21-day fix or whatever away from being happy. Mm-hmm. And that's not to knock, say, a 12-week challenge or, 90, or whatever. They have their place. But there's more to the picture. And so I'm trying to be a voice 
for the people that have already done that, tried in, and just really feel like a failure. But you're not a failure. You're just doing something that hasn't worked for you. So what, what got me here, I mean, I used to be involved in the supplement industry for a period of time as well. So get, getting that chemistry background and that business actually failed and, and cost my life savings. Mm. And so when you, when you lose everything, it's like, well, now what do I do? Well, I guess I'm free to do that thing that I was scared to do, that leap that I was afraid to take, the thing that I felt like I should do, but I, I was playing it safe. So w- once you have nothing left to lose, well, now I can just do the thing that I said I, I've always said I should do. Now, you said you got into a supplement company, you were a nanotechnologist, you were in, in yeah. the Navy. When or at what moment was it kind of like, I'm going to do this and I know that I'm going to change a lot of lives? What was that like to to jump into that for you after putting it off for so long? <laughs> well, so maybe I can put it this way. So there was a, a moment like where, uh, so I was really, I was involved in a crooked business relationship. I didn't know it, you know, but eventually it all came out and the bailiff showed up and put a lock on the door of our, our store. Ouch. And I remember walking across the parking lot thinking, what am I going to tell my wife? <laughs> like, what am I going to say? It's everything that we've been working so hard to build up and invested money in and so on. It's all a, a lie, basically. And I've lost wow. everything. And, but strangely, I could also say like this, maybe this sense of like relief came over me because I was no longer trapped in this, this business that I'd invested so much in everything I put in there was already gone. And so it was like this weight lifted. And I was like, okay, like I, I called myself a bartender without alcohol. So people would come into the supplement store and I'm looking for a supplement to help with this or a supplement to give me more energy or a supplement to help me lose weight or whatever. And I get talking to them and it just kept coming out. I'm like, you know, the truth is this supplement isn't going to do what you want it to do. You're trying to get the supplement to do the work for you mm. and it isn't going to work. I, I can sell it to you if you insist on buying it. So maybe I was too honest in that sense, but really, so I, I just realized, so I actually started coaching people while we still had the supplement store. And then I just kind of, I was like, at least I have this. <clears throat> and so I, I kind of just naturally progressed into doing that now because I was like, there's, there's nothing else for me to do. I don't want to go back to being an employee. I just can't do that. Right. So, yeah. So John, do, do every one of your clients have weight loss as a goal? No, actually. M- most of them do. I will say that. And like when it comes to health issues, that's probably the largest, the largest problem that this industry tries to tackle. Right? You could maybe you might be an endurance athlete or an OCR athlete or a powerlifter or a bodybuilder, but all those are fairly niche and small demographics, relatively speaking, a- across the population. And so I would say probably 90% of my clients do, but some people just they're like, I just I want to be healthier. Sometimes there are some specific issues, maybe like some gut health issues mm-hmm. or something like that. And I will sometimes actually bring in other specialists as well and, and kind of make a little bit of a team of case managers if someone's got a particularly specific thing that might be outside of my scope of expertise. For the f- ones that have weight loss as their goal, are you have you been able to demonstrate a higher success rate than the typical Weight Watchers, Jenny Cray, et cetera? That's a challenging question because I don't, I don't know the exact stats, truthfully. And so, and, and the other thing is, I'll be transparent, not every person I work with is successful in terms of their initial weight loss goal. I would love to say that 100% of the people that I work with, that we get these amazing life-changing results. But the truth is, that's not always going to be the case. And I think maybe there's a lot of people that are afraid to say it. Mm. But I would say probably one in two people really see significant results on, on average. 
if you go to some of the bigger companies, I won't name them, but I know them, I'm connected in this industry, you'll actually see more like a one in five. Well, um, you'll, you'll probably see five, less than 5%, actually. I mean, it's it's probably worse than that. So if, yeah. you're, if you're batting 500, and that's where I was going with it. I didn't want to ask you a loaded question, but I, I assumed it was a, a pretty good percentage. Anybody listening out there, I mean, that's, I mean, 50%, that tells me that you're doing something really, mm-hmm. really, really special and right. And the other 50%, that doesn't mean that they're, that they failed or, well, I mean, they did kind of, but I mean, that's, there's so many things that go into it, as, as you just said, I mean, throughout yeah. this podcast, it's not, it's the hardest thing probably to, you know, to really deal with from an well, addiction I, I, standpoint, again, because we have to eat, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so it's not really that, that necessarily that the people fail, but like the, I wrote a post about this today, the kind of the dirty secret the industry doesn't want you to know. Like weight loss is hard. Mm. It's, it's really hard. And I wish it wasn't. It's not a great I marketing campaign, is it? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Killer marketing campaign. Really hard. This is going to suck. Uh, uh. Nine ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but I think what gets people discouraged and makes them quit is they go into it with these misplaced or completely um, exaggerated expectations. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. I just got to do this next whatever fix or plan or program or something, and that's going to be the answer. And it's like, well, no. Not only is it difficult to lose weight, it's also difficult to keep weight off. And this is me, a formerly morbidly obese guy, telling you that my biological reality is I fat cells are the gift that keeps on giving. So I can shrink my fat cells, but they're there every day, hanging out, never taking a day off, waiting to be refilled if I start eating like an undisciplined toddler. So if I were listening and I wanted to start coaching with you or see what you're doing or, or follow you or try a program of John McLernan's, where would I find you, John? You can go to freedomnutritioncoach.com. So that, that's, uh, that's my website there. I'll tell you a little bit more about the kind of work that I do. And truthfully, you could, you could probably add me as a friend on Facebook. Canadian Nomad is my handle. So I, I kind of use my personal Facebook page as an informal blog. That's and you awesome. said that, that podcast name is Wellness Unplugged. Is that correct? Just search, yeah. search Wellness Unplugged to find that. Yeah, I just wanted to say why, because people might wonder why, say, I could have a higher success rate than, than, than bigger companies, but it's really because of the ability to individualize and work with somebody at a very close and more intimate level I love that. Um, than when something's really large and scalable. I think that's what it boils down to. Wonderful. This is uh, John McLernan. I like to think of him as the Canadian McLovin, but, you know. But, John, hey. W- wonderful words of wisdom. More questions that we have, but we're gonna we're gonna hold off until next time we get you on. But we are gonna go to yeah. uh, something we call well. What do we call it, Dan? It is time for the fitness inquisition. <laughs> no one ever expects the fitness inquisition. Oh, look at that. We got a cute yeah, little yeah, theme song yeah. and everything for it. Okay, so basically, <laughs> here's how it's going to work. We've got five questions on a fitness-related topic. And uh, full disclosure, when I say fitness-related, sometimes it's very loosely related Meaning to Meaning unrelated. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Meaning he's running amok. Sometimes I yeah. you know, get stumped and I have to come up with something completely crazy. Mm. So we're going to use your name as your buzzer. So just shout out your name. And the first name I hear, I'm going to give you the opportunity to answer the question. If you get it right, we'll let you know. If you get it wrong, we'll give somebody else the opportunity. So after five rounds, whoever gets the most questions correct is going to be the winner. And John, if you win today, we're going to send you a free t-shirt. 
Yeah. yeah. And you got a pretty good uh, chance because I've never won. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, Jason, how many you've won so far. Yeah. I think it's none. Olfer. Dusseg. So, yeah. We'll see what happens. So, okay, we're going to get started here. So, the first question. What year did food labels become mandatory? Jason. Jason? 1990. Oh, yeah. Nice job, Jay. Boom. That is wow. correct. Out the gate. You were all over that. Wow. Now, that is the United States question, though, for a Canadian, but still. Oh, I'll that's take it. true. I'll take oh, it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Sorry, that's true. Canuck. I was not taking Canada into consideration when I wrote that question. That's you right. didn't think I'd get anybody to get that, did you? I didn't think I, you'd I get didn't. it. I didn't. <laughs> all right. All right. Next question here. This is a who's who. All right. Who developed the P90X system? Uh, John. John. Uh, was that Tony Horton? That is correct. That is correct. Good job. I, I know the name now yeah. that I hear. I would have yeah, said yeah. Beachbody guy. <laughs> Beach bad guy. Oh, yeah. I would have accepted Tony that. Horton, you've, you've got ridiculous abs, no, man. Really. i got to give him credit. Not for me. <laughs> for John, you would have. <laughs> or Kitty. Okay, next question. What is the estimated average of alcohol consumed by the average person each year? Whoa. Are you looking for like like how many liters or something? John. John. 100 liters. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me do the conversion in my head. Jason, yeah. next. By the way, if you don't get it. Um, yes, Jason. It's less than 100 like liters. 24 yeah. gallons. No, oh, that's too many. That's basically 100 liters. No. Are you looking for gallons? It is not 24 gallons. I thought you were asking what I drink. <laughs> wow. Oh, whiskey. I'll try. Uh, okay. I'll go with 11 gallons. Well, I'm, I'll give it to Kitty because she was the closest. The okay. correct answer is 1.6 gallons. Oh, wow. That's 1. it. 25? Give her a point for getting yeah. 10 gallons off. <laughs> well, it was better than 25 <laughs> gallons <laughs> off. All right. All right. Whatever. But that's, that's, it's kind of like the price is right. Yeah. The closest to the mark. Right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> exactly. I Come on down. <laughs> Who drinks? I don't even drink that. That's quite a bit. Okay, next question. This is question number four. Question number four. Kevin Costner has been in numerous sports movies. Can you name one sports movie that was not about baseball? Jason. Jason? Uh, uh, Kitty. No. I, I, get, I get five seconds. Five, uh, four, three, <laughs> two, no, I can't. one. Sorry. Time's up. I don't know if this is the right answer. Tin Cup? Tin yes. Cup. That is ah. correct. Is that right? Yes. Oh, snakes. I, also would I was thinking of the bike movie. I also would have accepted Draft Day. Oh. Well, Football? There's, but he was in a bike movie, too, where he was a cyclist. That's a sport. Oh, yeah, that's true. I just yes. don't know the name of it. Oh. Yeah. Golf? So, you didn't get the golf yeah. movie? <laughs> okay. So currently, this, the scoring as it stands right now is Jason with one, John with one, and Kitty with two, actually. Uh, one. Yeah. Anyway. Right. <laughs> I gave her an extra one. So, 1.2. Yeah, 1.2. 1. 2. 2. There you go. <laughs> so if we do end at a tie, we do have a tiebreaker questions ready to go. So if Jason or John get this one correctly, we're going to go into a tie. So next question. This one's going to be a little bit trickier. What kind of muscle contraction is also referred to as static tension? Jason. Uh, isometric. I heard John first. John, you are correct. Isometric. isometric. Nice job, John. That is correct. Okay. We're down to a tie. We're, we're at a tie, so we have to do... 
we got to do the tiebreaker between John and Kitty. So, and I used my tiebreaker question already. So, here's the tricky one. What is another word for increase in muscle size? Mm. Oh. Jason. I'm sorry, you're not a part of this, Jason. Increase oh, yeah. in muscle size. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, I, I know. Damn it. Uh, hypertrophy. Oh, John. Sorry, hypertrophy. There we go. That is correct. John. Nice job, John. <laughs> I was like, I kept thinking sarcopenia, which is you would, would you have accepted swole? You would accept swole? swole from from <laughs> yes. Kitty. Ah, I was thinking growth, <laughs> muscle growth. All right, you yoked. got it. Yoked. yoked. Do you even lift, bro? <laughs> swole count. Come on. Swole. Awesome, John. You get a performance T-shirt. Are you excited about it? Maybe. It says power I, gotta, I gotta go find it. We're gonna rock and roll with your power block T-shirt. Hey, it's been an absolute joy. And a pleasure, and we're honored to have you on here. Thank you so much for your time, John. Thanks for sharing your expertise with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. John, thank you. We'll, I'll get your, your physical address through email so I can send you a shirt. Nice job, John. Hypertrophy for the win. Yeah. So uh, find John McLernan on, uh, on where again? At Freedom Nutrition Coach on yeah. Instagram, at John McLernan Coach on Facebook. At no effing diets on Twitter. Yeah, love it. <laughs> keep do, keep doing what you're doing, John. And make sure to sign up for the Crush Your Craving ebook that he just put out as well. Crush your cravings. No effing diets. Rocks forward slash crush. Awesome. Thank you so much, John. We look forward to having you on again sometime soon. Yeah, you bet. Thank you. Happy, See you, John. Have a, have a good day. I just I kick myself for not looking to see where people live. That was another Canadian, eh? Well, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, everything from connection, maybe even like with the phone, right? Of course. To shipping something. You know, I mean, just... Oh, I don't even think I, about that. I, big deal. Yeah. Not, I'm kidding. I mean, we're not shipping them dumbbells. But no, that's... Uh, and we still would have had him on. I mean, I'm just, I'm not, you know, we're not... Anti- I really enjoyed that guest considering he just ended up in your email well, box one, one day. He's one of our best guests. Yeah. No, I he really out, knows I his stuff. to him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He ended up in your email box yeah, 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 off yeah, yeah, of a... Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he was, he was, I, I saw him and I, so I get these one email a week, maybe two mm-hmm. from this organization. It's free. I don't know how they make money. There's like a paid service, but, and they'll show you like six to 10 people who are looking to be a guest on a podcast. Right. And I've only, I saw, he's the only one I saw that would fit like into our space. There's not, there wasn't even like fitness, like I lift weights or I, whatever. He was the only one with that story that I, so I said, well, hey, all right, boom, boom, boom. He got back to me within an hour or two, it seemed like, right? It was really quick. And I'm like, yeah, let's just book you. Let's get you on. So. Yeah. He was a great personality. I really yeah. liked his energy. Yeah. And but he I, knew what he was talking about, which is awesome. I mean, Thank you know. Thank you for sharing the this, nutrition this, portion This is nothing to take away from any, any of our other guests. Not at all. But it. You know, and it's just a one sample size, but it, somebody looking to be a guest might make a better guest than somebody who are obviously reaching out going, will you come on our podcast? You know? Well, and I really enjoyed how he well, was talking about befa- behavioral Here's where I'm going too. with this, and this me, you know, being me. You being The you. answers were good, and they were, and he stopped talking. He didn't go on, right? Dan, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And we edited all that stuff out. Sure, sure. You, you know what I mean? I, and. So when it comes to a podcast, it's like you know he was a great podcast. We'll get guest. some of these people and their and their answer. And I would be one of them, by the way, just so we're clear. Now I would. Chatty pro- Kathy. Now I probably wouldn't because I've been on the side of it, right? Sure. But I'd be like, oh, ask me a question. Blah, 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 you know, just go. He was like, boom, 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 and I'm like, very concise yeah, to the point. Yeah. Precision. Yeah. He precision nutrition coaching. So that's how he actually started was 
precision nutrition. Just a little side bay. You know, it's uh, w- and we could get him back on. I don't know if this is what listeners would want to know, but he seemed willing. I'd love to know how the hell he got beat up by four guys. Like what 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 happened there? You know what I mean? Was it just a random? They robbed him and they beat because this I, happens. I this have happens. a feeling that's pretty much exactly then, what it and was. Then, and then, how bad? He it got sounded jumped. Like, sounded like it was bad. Yeah, that's PTSD bad. Yeah, like changed my life bad because I wasn't ready to fight. Well, them I want I, I wanted to ask him Michael Jackson bad. Well, I guess Mike, what I'd like to know was was it like other than psychological to this day? Is there any? Is there any, any physical repercussions? Yeah, like you know, because so, sometimes you. I mean, doesn't t- four guys beating you up could leave you brain dead in limping, some place? Like, yeah, brain of dead, course. You know, concussed. Half your jaws gone. You oh, know, God, whatever. Wow. I'm glad that he was here to talk to us today. How about we just put it that way? I'm grateful yeah. we were able to talk to him. Yeah, what's wrong with people? He's he was a great. <laughs> He was a great guest. Yeah. What's wrong with people? He was a great guest. <laughs> Thanks, John, if you're listening. No, yeah, I'm not saying what's wrong with John. Talk about the people that beat. Just don't get it. It's like, I've, I've, have you ever been jumped by anybody? No, no. I've been yeah. beaten up. You have? Yeah. Oh yeah. Wait, like I, by, I grew like, up in Minneapolis. Not by like a dude though. No, God, no, oh. no. I've been beaten up by chick fights. Really? Oh yeah. Hair pulling the whole <laughs> Shut thing. Shut up. Chick fights. Like as an adult. Yeah, well, like as a 22-year-old. Shut up. Oh, yeah. No, don't tell me to shut up. That's mean. Oh, yeah. I don't shut up. I <laughs> Type so, fits. 22 years old? Do, that's... It was, it was, I was a waitress, and uh, she just didn't like me. So we put them up, put them up. Did you beat her up? No, nah, I, I, we, we, we did a number on each other. Let's really? just put it that way. You didn't become, it was, it was, you didn't become friends It was or anything, pretty equal afterwards. You didn't come, become friends? No, definitely not. Hey, bestie. <laughs> no, definitely none of that crap. If you saw her to this day, would you? Would it be? I'd like, probably give her one of those looks, like, "Don't you dare even come near." You give her the stink eye. Yeah. Super stanky. Yeah. Yep. Jesus. Anyway, Dan, I don't want to be rude been, like that. You ever been in a fight, Dan? Not since I was twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Not twenty-two. I think me is about the same teenager or something. Okay, like that. sure. It never amounted to anything anyway. Just you know, friends like a yeah. friend, like uh, whatever. But yeah, that was. But you know, I grew up in a town where. This small, you know, the smaller the town, the more likely on the street dance every year, there's going to be something. There's going right? to be some drama, something yeah, going down at the street dance. Even this last year, my brother, he doesn't listen, my brother-in-law got no. popped from the side. He's at the street dance? He's an upstanding, you know, 40-some-year-old business guy, and, you know, I'm sure it was related to a gal, I'm sure. Oh, He's divorced from, that sucks. You know, from my sister, so his ex-brother, oh, brother-in-law. Punch. Yeah, like that kind of stuff happens in... He didn't even see it coming? 40s. No, he didn't. Oh, no. that's lame. And, right, stitches in the whole nine Oh, yards. my gosh. Yeah. But but, but in the 20s, when I was still hanging around there on occasion, you know, it would that was the thing. You were always in I it? learned it. I you think were in I, the scuffle shuffle? No. No, no. I'd see it happening. Got I'd it. leave. I'd see people mad. Not at me, but just like, okay, guys, I'm not going to watch this. I've never been into that. It just doesn't make any sense. Sure. Never so. been in a fight club? No, one of my yeah. favorite movies. <laughs> I dress as Tyler Durden on Halloween. That's, I bet yeah. you totally yeah. would break that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, no, you, that we, had to be so rad. You've you've seen you liked a picture on Facebook. Did I? Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. I did like that on Facebook. Yeah, that's I do that every year. Wow, that's great. I'll do it this year if I can fit into the. Pants. I'm Prince every year. Shocking. You do Tyler Durden. I'll do Prince. Well, you know, it's on a it's on like a Monday, so we won't be podcasting wow. that day. Maybe maybe we'll we can do it the, the Thursday before podcast at powerblock.com. My story at powerblock powerblock.com. Just go to powerblock.com there and you, you can you can find uh, all kinds of cool stuff that yeah. you you can see past podcast episodes, all the blogs, yeah, all that, and everything, you, and you can shop. You can buy a, a tool that uh, will help you change your life and is built different. It is.
Thanks, Kitty. Thank you. Thank you for supporting, subscribing, sharing, listening. Thanks for being here, and we'll see you next week. Peace out. <laughs>